0: Welcome to Charla Comunitaria. Tonight, my guest is Mark Colgan, an attorney and managing partner for the personal injury law firm, HESK. Bienvenido, Mark.
1: Hey, welcome. Thank you very much for having me, Olga.
0: Thank you for being here with us. Now, for full disclosure those of you that know me know that I am the office manager and marketing director for HESK Law Firm, and that makes Attorney Mark Hogan my boss. Oops. So happy to have you here, Mark.
1: Well, it's a real honor to see you in this environment.
0: Yes, yes. It's, it's really awesome to have the opportunity to be on the air and provide educational information to our community. So last month at my Charla Comunitaria show, I interviewed the immigration attorney. Ray on Hood, and he was talking about immigration as it relates to domestic violence. But at some point, he also touched uh, based on working undocumented, but not in great details as, you know, he is an uh, uh, immigration attorney. So that's why I have you here with us tonight, because working conversation is most of what what you do, right? Uh, that's and, true. And, and many times, you know, as, as we know, the, this country has been based on immigrants and we have a, a workforce that includes all kinds of people. Uh, now, let, let's talk about a little uh, specifically about worker compensation law. What does it mean and h- how does it work?
1: That's an excellent question. I think the easiest way to think about workers' compensation is actually to take a history tour back about a hundred years ago. Now, a lot of us have learned in our schooling, Uh, about the Industrial Revolution and how factories were created and thousands of people would pour into a factory every day and they would work. In general, when those factories were built, and this is over 100 years ago and the modernization of America, those workers really didn't have any rights. So if you were injured on the job, you had to go through the old legal system, which still exists for a lot of different types of law, and that legal system would be you'd file a, a civil complaint and you'd try to sue your boss or your employer for being hurt. You'd want things like damages and pain and suffering and lost wages and medical bills. Meanwhile, you'd probably be out of a job, and that legal system didn't really work for injured workers. That legal system could take years. Meanwhile, those injured workers wouldn't be able to feed their family, and they they probably wouldn't have any money coming in, and they wouldn't be able to see doctors. And if they did, they'd have huge amounts of bills. Now we're talking 100 years ago, so medicine wasn't as expensive then, but it still was expensive. What the state of Pennsylvania and its legislatures decided was that they actually needed to create an entirely different legal system. And the legal system is not the Court of Common Pleas, it's not civil litigation. It's actually under administrative law. So the state of Pennsylvania created an entirely different court system under the Department of Labor and Industry and the Bureau of Workers' Compensation. And judges weren't even called judges. They were called referees. Now about 15 years ago they switched that to judges, but they used to be called referees and their job was to make sure that individuals who were hurt at work workers would be able to get lost wages and medical bills paid as soon as possible now that law it needed some negotiations because if you're going to create an entirely different legal system one that is not the court of common pleas that doesn't have juries there's no judges in black robes you needed to actually force employers uh, to agree that this system would be okay. And in order to force the employers to do that, you had to have a trade-off. So when we think about the law, and we think about every day, every day each one of us is affected by the law. When we're driving our cars, that's a perfect example. So everyone in Pennsylvania who drives a car is required to have insurance, right? And if you get into an accident, your insurance is going to pay for the repairs and maybe pay for, for your injuries. So the state told employers that they needed to have insurance, and that created an entirely different type of industry, and that's workers' compensation insurance. So every employer in the state of Pennsylvania is required to have workers' compensation insurance, and that insurance covers injured workers when they're hurt, and it pays for lost wages, and it pays for medical bills. Now you're probably saying, but wait, can't I sue my boss? Can't I sue my employer? And the reality is is that when you are when someone is hurt at work and they file a claim, that's what they're doing. They're filing a claim. Like a car accident, you file a claim. And you you're entitled to have your lost wages paid and you're entitled to have your medical bills paid and the system works very fast. The employer is supposed to recognize your injury within 21 days. They are supposed to get you to one of their doctors. You don't have to worry about paying for the medical bills out of your pocket. They'll be paid by the workers' compensation insurance. But there was a trade-off. Now, the big trade-off is you can't sue your employer and ask for things like pain and suffering. Now, pain and suffering is in, in, you see that in car accidents and you see that in jury verdicts when someone is hurt They look for things like pain and suffering and additional types of damages. You want to punish someone. But when you're hurt at work, most of the time the reason that you're hurt is typically because your body couldn't handle the work. You had a slip and fall or you lifted something or you had repetitive-type injuries. So workers' compensation law pays for lost wages and workers' compensation pays for medical. And you can't sue your boss in court of common pleas. That's the trade-off but every employer in the state is required to have insurance, and that insurance helps pay for things like medical bills and lost wages. And the system works fairly quickly. Most workers' compensation cases, we will know within a month whether or not those bills are gonna get paid. And if they are paid, fantastic. Now you have an accepted claim. It's like when you file for a car accident and the car insurance company tells you right away your case has been accepted and they're gonna take care of you. But sometimes, sometimes employers don't want to pay. And they have lots of different reasons for that. They may allege that you were hurt at home. Maybe you hurt yourself lifting uh, your child at home or a box at home. Maybe you were involved in a car accident outside of work. So causation is one of the things that they can use to defend. Another defense would be maybe you got hurt at another job and you're working two jobs and you got hurt at one job and now you want to try to make it under this one. Another defense would be maybe you actually aren't hurt at all. And we see that where employers will say, well, this person's faking it. But we find that to be uh, an easy defense because we we listen to what the doctors would say. Mm -hmm. Another defense may be that you're not an employee. Oftentimes, what we're looking for and what the state looks for is an employer-employee relationship. So workers' compensation helps employees. What it does not help are people who are independent contractors. So oftentimes, I'm sure your audience, you may know someone who's an independent contractor, and that independent contractor is responsible for their own business. So if they have their own business, they have to have their own workers' compensation insurance or other some other kind of disability insurance like Aflac or something like that. But if you are an employee and if you are injured, that is what the law is for. Now, it sounds great, And if everything was a perfect world, you absolutely would never think twice about it. You'd get hurt, your bills get paid, your wages would get paid. And uh, when you got better, you go back to work. But insurance carriers and employers really don't like to pay lost wages and medical bills. And they really don't like to pay them when someone, it takes a long time for a person to heal. We see that cases can go on for periods of years where someone is still healing or having to have surgery or there's complications. Mm. Sometimes we will litigate cases, not just about the fact that an injury took place, but how an injury is defined. So when we, you know, if someone will come into our office and they will say, I fell, and when I fell, I injured my back and I injured my neck and I hurt my elbow. And when we uh, talk to the insurance company and the employer, they say, oh, we know about the fall. That person only hit their elbow and they completely ignore the other body parts. Mm-hmm. So lawyers can be involved for lots of different things and we can talk about that and we will over the next, you know, over the next few minutes in this interview about some of the reasons why people would need lawyers.
0: Now, let me ask you Mark, I know on a daily basis feels like I hear individuals coming to our office or just talking if I'm out in a community event and they share that they got heard at work, but the employer said, no, that's not, uh, that was not at work, like you mentioned uh, earlier. But then since they are hurt, They can keep up with the production, especially in warehouses uh, uh, settings, and they get fired. So they have come to us or, you know, like I said, many times I find them out in the community when I'm, you know, doing my events or whatever. And I, I hear somebody said, you know, oh, I got hurt, you know, but they say they fired me because they said it wasn't at work. Can someone I mean, I know there's a lot of circumstances that will play a role, but. Can you still help somebody? And, and if somebody does think, suspect, or know or for sure that whatever injury they are having was on this day while they were doing, working on the bell or moving a box at work, can they still come to us? Can they still find an attorney and try to get a compensation?
1: Well, wow, there's a lot you, you just asked there. Yeah. So I'm, I'll start with some really simple things. If you get hurt at work, the most important thing that you have to do is you actually have to give notice to your employer. You and I see a lot of people that come in our door and the question that we ask them first is, if you got hurt, whether it was lifting or you fell or you pulled something or you got burned, did you tell your supervisor? Did you tell your manager? Because everything starts with notice. Notice is the most important thing. You can't suck it up. Mm. and you and I know sometimes someone will come in and will say, well, why didn't you tell your boss that you hurt yourself? And they'll say, well, I I felt at night I got home and I felt like my back was bad and I thought if I take two Tylenol Mm -hmm. or uh, Mm -hmm. two Aleve that I'll feel better the next day and and I don't need to make a big deal out of it Mm -hmm. because I don't want to get in trouble. And I can assure you, and you know, when someone has trouble, there's different ways to define trouble, right? (laughs) Trouble is... My boss is angry at me or trouble is I can't pay my rent because I got fired or I need to see a doctor and I don't have the ability to see a doctor. So trouble is defined in a lot of different ways. And the out of all of that, the smallest trouble potentially is that you tell your employer and supervisor you got hurt at work. If they're upset, guess what? That's why they have insurance. You know, they're called work accidents they're not called work on purposes. People don't hurt themselves on purpose. People want to work. They want to support their family. They want to put a roof over their head. And they want to have a good life. And that's what happens when you're a productive member of society and you have a job. So when you first ask me about someone getting fired, I always go back to, well, did you tell your employer? Mm -hmm. So notice is number one. Number two, if you told your employer, what did they do? Did they ignore you? Oh, uh, we'll we'll do a report tomorrow or you'll talk to the boss. Did they do a full report? Did they write it down? Did they make you sign it? Did they advise you of your workers' compensation rights under the workers' compensation laws? So oftentimes when someone comes in and they'll tell us a story that they had gotten hurt and they got fired, we like to create a time machine And we'll go back and ask them some questions about, well, what happened when that happened and what happened and how you gave notice because almost every employer knows that if they fire someone who got hurt at work that they can uh, face a potential suit for uh, wrongful termination under employment law.
0: So that that's really important. There's a process. I mean, there we have the worker compensation law in the books right now that could uh, help us, defend us, take care of us. But it's important to follow a process in uh, letting your supervisor know. is the first step. This is fascinating. We are going to take a short break, but don't go because there's a whole lot more into the worker compensation law that if you don't deal with this on a daily basis, like Mark Attorney Mark does, you you will know about it. So let's be good allies. Let's uh, educate ourselves and we can help uh, others as we go along. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Spread the word about your business or organization to a well-informed audience. Become an underwriter with WDIY. Our lineup of NPR news and locally produced programs reaches thousands of engaged listeners in the Lehigh Valley and beyond. Underwriting on WDIY is an affordable and effective way to provide information about your product and services to people who care. To learn more about underwriting opportunities, 610-694-8100 or WDIY.org.
1: Tune up your week. With a great variety of jazz music on WDIY, Monday through Friday nights from 9 to 11 offers many choices from the world of jazz featuring traditional to modern styles, plus Swing Sunday at 5 p.m. and Improvisational Jazz on the Bridge Sunday nights at 10 p.m. Listen for new releases, interviews with artists, and information on upcoming performances right here on WDIY.
0: Welcome back to Charla Comunitaria. I'm here with uh, my boss, Mark Hogan, uh, having a great conversation about worker compensation. So it's been fascinating. I I hope that uh, everybody's listening and and taking notes uh, in this important information. Now, we were talking about the notice. You know, you heard uh, how important it is the first step, which is you have to let your supervisor, your your immediate supervisor know. What happens when an individual, let's say, works at a warehouse? We have so many warehouses in the Lehigh Valley. They're placed working at any given warehouse, but they actually got placed there through a temp agency. So they went to apply at any temporary agency or were placed at a warehouse. They get hurt while working at the warehouse. Who do they tell? How how does that work?
1: Well, that's a great question because a lot of people will think that if you're if you're working at a an employer but you were placed there by a temp agency, that you should just tell the foreman at that warehouse. And the reality is that is not your employer. In Pennsylvania, the temp agency is your employer. And a lot of temp agencies see employees in Pennsylvania, unfortunately, as disposable people. And they hope that the injured worker doesn't tell them. They you know, put them in a situation where they make themselves not so available for notice. But the way that I would say is if you're hurt at work, go to the person that pays you. The name on the check is who your employer is, not where you are placed.
0: Now, do they also need to let the uh, like the foreman or the lead, the key lead person in that building, in that warehouse, uh, do they have to also let them know or only the temp agency? How does that Well, that I think
1: that's a really interesting question. The question is, do they let them know when they were originally injured? And the answer would be yes. You have to let them know because they will support your allegation that you were hurt at work how did it happen? And having as many witnesses and how many people you tell uh, is really important. But you really do need to make the the report to your actual employer, and that's who signs your check at the end of the day. If you are given restrictions, your employer will notify uh, where you're placed as to how those restrictions would apply to you and the jobs that you can do within those restrictions. And if that warehouse where you're placed has work available, you'll continue to work there. If they don't, it's up to the temp agency to place you in another location or Pay you lost wages because they don't have a job available with your restrictions.
0: So, so that means that if uh, someone is placed by a temporary agency at a warehouse and they get hurt at the warehouse, the compensation insurance that will be protecting them will be the temporary agency worker compensation insurance, not the warehouse that they're placed at. Correct. Correct.
1: correct. And uh, you know, sometimes if someone is hurt at a warehouse. And they are hurt by another party, like, for example, they're hurt by another forklift operator or they were hurt because there's a slip and fall. They may have a claim against that individual, that employer, um, that warehouse under third-party law, like a civil litigation. But sometimes there are uh, contracts of indemnification and they're seen – as they're protected. But that's a totally different type of law we don't need to get into. The Mm -hmm. most important thing is that you have to talk to your employer. And the employer is who signs your checks and what the check is from. And that's usually the temp agency. I also would just say, tell everyone, Mm -hmm. you know, the more people you explain Mm -hmm. uh, how you were hurt and what happened, the better. If you're at a warehouse in Lehigh Valley, most of them have video surveillance. They're going to see what happened to you. Mm -hmm. And the faster that you give notice, the more likely than not that there will be a recording of that. But please, don't come into my office and tell me you were hurt and I know there's a video recording and when I see the video recording and it doesn't show how you were injured, we're gonna have issues.
0: Mm -hmm. Now what if, uh, which is something else that is happening a whole lot in the Lehigh Valley, it's with this uh, new era, new way of uh, doing business. It's being drivers. Like hmm. so, what happens if the if someone works through a temporary agency, but what's placed in a warehouse to do uh, driving? So they're delivering goods, you know, from one place to another, and they get into the car a car accident while they are working for right. that warehouse.
1: So that's really great, and, and I really think that this is an important type of question to ask because Pennsylvania law will give you multiple different options of ways to protect yourself and ways to seek recovery. I always use an example of a, a UPS driver, but let's use an example of an Amazon driver. We'll just say Amazon, because there's a lot of Amazon drivers mm-hmm. out here. Let's say you're, uh, you're driving your Amazon truck, and you go through a traffic light, and someone blows through a traffic light, and they hit you while you're driving your Amazon truck you have two different venues for recovery. You can go into two different types of court systems for, for damages and recovery. The first is that you have workers' compensation. Workers' compensation will pay you for your lost wages and medical care associated with the fact that you were injured on the job. However, you have a second venue, and that would be you have the ability to sue in court of common pleas for negligence against the driver that hit you. So, There are law firms like HGSK that represents many individuals who have two different types of cases related to the exact same accident. And the good thing is, is that the partners, uh, my partners will be the ones who represent you in the personal injury case. That's a personal injury case for negligence against the driver that hit you. And I have the workers' compensation case, and we typically work together.
0: Right. So and what if uh, let's say that driver uh, get hurt badly and now he became disabled. Mm-hmm. So what can happen and how is that worker compensation or MBA well, handled? Well, actually what that's will in- be the next?
1: Well, that's interesting. So you've <laughs> you've touched on the third rail, uh, the third type of litigation that we see and that is social security disability. Now, if you're if you're involved in an accident and you are impaired whether that's as a result of that accident or whether you're impaired from some other reason. We hear of the the word Social Security, and that means that you are asking for the federal government to pay you uh, money and medical coverage through Medicare for your inability to be able to work in the workplace, that you are unemployable. And we have plenty of clients who have been so hurt that uh, they apply for and get benefits through the through Social Security Administration, either for disability or Supplemental Income SSI, if they cannot work. And the good thing is, is we've got great lawyers who help people with that as well.
0: Now uh, we know that you know we mentioned at the at the uh, beginning of the show that uh, many individuals in the community, especially in all of these uh, areas of uh, work are undocumented, mm. uh, and many times individuals end up with uh, their visas ending, and but they're working, they, they bought, a, bought a house, they have, and, and they might not have uh, a legal status or, or will be undocumented. What happens when anyone in those conditions are working here and they get hurt at work?
1: Okay, so what you're asking about is, do the laws of the state of Pennsylvania apply and protect individuals whether or not they have legal status uh, to be working. And I'm happy to tell you that they do. The laws will protect individuals who are injured at work, whether those individuals are legal citizens, undocumented, or their papers have run out. Now the laws apply a little differently, but they do provide for certain things. One, medical care. So if you are undocumented and are injured on the job, you should not be worried about telling your employer because your medical bills will be paid. And we've seen plenty of clients. I mean, I've had plenty of clients who, um, who are injured badly. I mean, you know, the forklifts have fallen over, or they've been crushed, or they've been burned, or they've been paralyzed, and they were, all of their medical bills get paid. Mm-hmm. Um, they also will get lost wages as long as the physicians believe that they are totally disabled. And like I said, when we see people who are really badly injured, they've had an amputation, they've been burned, they've been crushed. I had a client who was in a building that was uh, for demolition, and the— uh, the foreman forgot to tell him to leave the building and he blew it up with dynamite and he was crushed and paralyzed. Mm. Now, all of those individuals got lost wages and medical care. Now, the only limiting factor is if a physician at some point believes that they are capable of returning to work in some capacity and they are released to go back to work with restrictions at that time. If the employer is aware that the individual is undocumented and it may be illegal to hire them, the employer can raise a defense that they shouldn't be forced to then hire someone who is undocumented, even though they may have known all along. Mm -hmm. And at that point, benefits may be suspended for wage loss, but the medicals would always continue in those cases. All have great value. And I would encourage uh, your listeners that if they're in that situation to seek help from a An experienced attorney.
0: And that is something that I really love about my job it is that I am able not just to serve as interpreter because in all our offices we have uh, bilingual staff Spanish speaking bicultural and bilingual but it and you know 25 years ago I moved here and I couldn't speak one word of English so for me to be able to help someone that can speak the language and serve as interpreter is very is, is really high but more important so many undocumented individuals that are here to work hard to to you know raise the family and save money and keep on sending or keep on spending here. It is so important that they get protected and, and we can do that. And, and you know, it, that's something that is the satisfaction that I feel by being able to do that because we donate to so many undocumented individuals. So all of you out there, if you have a friend, a family member that is undocumented and is working here in Pennsylvania, usually they're the hardest work that they're doing. They get hurt. Please, they can seek help. Please, uh, and it it's important they have rights they will be protected worker compensation will protect them now we spoke about all the different practice that we do in HESK and, and you know it is part of starting with worker compensation we're going yeah. all the way to even social security uh, and you know I know that uh, our firm has been very open and, and willing and embracing the, the Latino community all through the serving areas that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, so if somebody wants to get uh, in touch with you, with us, with our office, where can they call?
1: Well, they should call the, the office initially in uh, in Allentown. Mm-hmm. And that number is, go ahead, you say it.
0: 888 311 Six two or four eight four two two three four seven forty three.
1: That's correct. And and honestly, uh, you can also look us up on the web mm-hmm. at uh, www.hgsklawyers.com. Uh, we respond to all internet inquiries as well, and we're easy to find. Just mm-hmm. look up HGSK Law.
0: You know, it's, it's something that I get to I hear too often, unfortunately individuals and come to us and they were with another law firm, but they they didn't have anybody that, that spoke Spanish. Right. And and usually that's another thing that I just get really excited when they come to us and they're like, oh my God, you guys speak Spanish, you know? Everyone. When I talk with the attorney, will somebody be able to speak Spanish? I'm like, yes, yes, yes. We will be there for you. And that is part of uh, what we do, serving our Latinx community throughout the Commonwealth pretty much.
1: Right. And the other thing that I would say is we don't have a cash register in our office. Uh, We don't even keep any money in our office. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, is that we provide free consultations for our clients. So every single person that walks in the door is going to meet with an attorney and talk with a member of the staff. And we're going to provide a free consultation only if we're successful do we get paid. And that is really important. And I know that there are many people that go to the corner bodega and they go to the the corner shop and someone says that they could help them with their legal services, but you got to pay and you got to pay a lot. And I think that's really unfair, and I think that takes advantage and exploits many, many people, especially in the Latino community, Please, That's why we're legal professionals. We're all licensed by the state. We know what we're doing, and we love to help people.
0: Very good. Well, thank you so much, Mark, for being with us here today in Charla Comunitaria. I hope that all our, our listeners uh, get good information. And just remember, for those of you that speak Spanish, by the way, yo hablo español también, como ustedes saben, y el número de teléfono es el 888-311-GANA. We are here for you. If you know anybody that have gotten hurt while working, whether they are documented or not, please send it to us. We will guide them. We will do a free consultation. I'll be answering the phone for you and guide you. If we cannot help you, we send you to the right direction, wherever you might be. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Charla Comunitaria. Gracias again, Mark, for being here with Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Everybody have a good night and I'll see you at the next Charla Comunitaria.